We said we'd have a lot to recap on this day. Wow, the softball team made it even more so. In fact, after what happened at the Yingling Center, you would have uh, been hard-pressed to make me convinced that we wouldn't start off with what happened at Yingling Center as the women's basketball team put on its best show of the year, a 49-16 first half, locking up the number two seed in the American Athletic Conference Tournament. We do know their draw for the conference tournament. You'll hear from Jose Fernandez and 1,000-point score Elena Chinecki. Oh, yeah, that happened. But we're not going to lead off with that because of what happened in softball last night down in Fort Myers. Unbelievable. We'll also, in our second segment, recap the baseball. Walk-off loss suffered in Jacksonville against UNF. Men's tennis got a win yesterday. A lot to get to. Remember today, we'll be talking to Jeff Scott after football practice. You'll hear that on tomorrow's show. There's a men's basketball game to preview tonight. So let's get started. Yes, with softball. Georgina Korik is determined to make us come up with new accolades because I didn't think it was possible going into her super senior season, and it's truly living up to that name. Now, you knew that the one school record was possible to fall last night as the Bulls were playing a doubleheader against, as we told you, a good FGCU team, one that was 7-9 and nine, but had played a very strong schedule and certainly was capable of beating the Bulls, and both games came down to the wire. Bulls scored in the last inning of the first game, and broke a tie in the sixth inning of the second game, and indeed win the doubleheader, and we'll give you some details. But headliner, 38th shutout, surpassing Monica Triner, who had 37 in the late 90s. So that enough, not breaking news, although obviously very, very impressive and very noteworthy. How she did it is why we're leading off the show. She set a school record for strikeouts in a game. Helped by the fact that it went extra innings, but still amazing. 19 strikeouts for Georgina Corrick last night in a 5-0, 11-inning win against FGCU. Now, the Eagles on the other side, and this was the first game of the doubleheader, have to give credit to their starting pitcher, Allie Holm, who is out of sickles, and boy, did she do all she could. In fact, she threw 100 strikes and 79 balls. That's right, 179 pitches. Holm struck out 9 and walked 7. The Bulls put 12 on against her but could not bring anybody home in the first 10 innings, while on FGCU side, just three hits allowed by Cork and one walk with, again, those 19 strikeouts. Now, the Bulls didn't have what you call any bizarre set of circumstances, you know, like how did they not score, but they indeed started off the game with Alexis Johns singling and stealing second right away, kind of like what happened on Sunday against St. John's, and she couldn't score, so just mildly annoying at that time, but they never really put two runners on with less than two outs, but for a couple of exceptions. The fourth definitely was one as Vivian Pond, who's from that Fort Myers area, walked three times in the doubleheader, walked with one away, and then Megan Piero singled. So there were two on and one out, and Holm got out of it with a K and a flyout. Meanwhile, by comparison, Corrick was cruising along. Anytime she gave up a hit, for the most part, batter did not get to second base. Now, the exception was the bottom of the 10th. Corrick, by the way, had struck out the side in the 8th inning, getting stronger as the game was going along. But in the 10th, Reedy Davenport started things off with a double, and then Corrick really had to bear down. Next pitch, a pop-up to the catcher, then a fly out on a 2-0 pitch. FGCU swinging on 2-0, and then a 3-pitch strikeout. The 11th inning is when FGCU finally had to go to the bullpen, and with the help of an early error, the Bulls got it going. As it was a throwing error by the third baseman, Madison Epperson gets on first base. Des Maldonado comes up with a full count double to put runners on second and third. And then Jordan Cadlip, the big hit, a two-run double to make it two to nothing. 
Johns bunts, so it's first and third and one out. Megan Sheehan, a fielder's choice to make it 3-0. And then Emma Humplick, the freshman, singles to right to bring in two more runs. And obviously that's all that Korok needed. She just needed one strikeout in the 11th to get to that school record 19th. She got it on the first batter. So the Bulls, a historic type of win, 5-0, and yet they had to go and play another game, and that was not easy, as they would seemingly take control with three runs in the top of the third, but the Eagles would get it back with three in the bottom of the fourth inning. Bulls would get three more in the sixth to win it 6-3. to three. Antoinette Hill, of course, not nearly the historic nature of Georgina Corrick's performance, but pretty impressive. Again, this is a person who had only, in two seasons at Purdue, thrown one inning and last night she threw three and a thirds of one hit ball did not give up a run struck out two did not walk anybody in relief of Aaron Pepping who was touched for those three runs after taking a shutout into the fourth as far as the runs themselves for the Bulls again it was an error that helped get Alexis Johns on base and then a Hallie Bryant single on a full count pitch put runners on the corners wild pitch advances Bryant and then Alana Rivera hits into a fielder's choice at third base that scored the first run of the game Epperson with a big two RBI double makes it three to nothing but again on the other side FGCU would Homer with two outs off Pepping in the fourth then she gives up a single and a walk in comes Hill hits the first batter she sees and gives up a tying two-run single to a freshman from Calvary Christian in Clearwater Cam Lesky, so FGCU is back in this game. And the Bulls go down in order in the top of the fifth, but Hill gets them in order in the bottom half, and then the Bulls get their three runs in the sixth. Epperson leads it off with a walk. Megan Piero, a sack bunt. Lydia Castro, another freshman with a single up the middle for the lead, four to three. Des Maldonado on a bunt, runners on first and second. Cadlub is single to load things up. And Alexis Jones with a two RBI double. And the Bulls had all they needed for a doubleheader sweep. A tough one, but a great one. 12-3 the final score. In that second game, Jones was two for four with those two RBIs. Epperson also two hits and two RBIs as the Bulls have a great night. They are back at home for five games this weekend. We'll tell you more about those tomorrow, but definitely wanted to say amazing job. Georgina Korik, who, of course, your ERA can't go from anything above zero back down to zero. Actually, I'm not going to put that past her. Right now for the season, she is 9-0, nine starts, so every time she's pitched, she's won. Totaling 66 innings now, so that is more than seven per. When you go 11 innings, that'll happen. In those 66 innings, 98 strikeouts, five walks, just one earned run, so her ERA is .11. By the way, Antoinette Hill now has pitched 10 in a third innings for the Bulls, four strikeouts, two walks. In her six appearances, has a 2.03 ERA. Pepping saw her ERA climb to four, but she is still giving the Bulls a steady number two starter, and Hill has been an invaluable presence. Offensively, Alexis Johns now hitting 452 after picking up five hits last night. The Bulls are 12-3. and three. Well, baseball, on the other side of a similar result that the softball team enjoyed last night, not with all the strikeouts, but with the drama, they would get beat on a walk-off homer. But let's start off with the positive. In their first two midweek games, of course, what's the big concern? Pitching. The Bulls combined gave up two runs in two games after shutting out, led by Orion Kirkring, FIU on Tuesday. They used five pitchers and only allowed the two runs. Granted, the last one was a walk-off home run, but Austin Grouse, who's from Gaither, a true freshman, and Nolan Hootie, who is from Calvary Christian, went to TCU, didn't pitch last year, 
Both went two and two-thirds innings. And whereas we told you that the softball team had more of the opportunities, but it took until the 11th to get it going, frankly, in this game, it was UNF that had more of the opportunities. Bulls did get a runner on second base in the first inning, nothing to show for it. In fact, top of the third, Jackson Mayo, who got the start, walked, but would get caught stealing. And then Carmine Lane doubled and advanced to third in a wild pitch, so they were missing some opportunities. However, from the top of the fourth, To the bottom of the sixth, no one got on base. So this game was humming along. UNF finally scored in that bottom of the sixth after Hootie gave up a walk and a one-out single. Tanner Mink came in, and UNF took the lead. But in the eighth inning, two outs, 3-0 pitch to Drew Brutcher. He takes it out. Also should mention UNF's lefty starter, Tony Roca, who had been a weekend starter the first two weekends but struggled against UConn, so they put him in the midweek, and yeah, he was pretty good. Seven innings, struck out eight. But the Bulls had it tied up. Keanu Jacobs-Guichard led off the ninth with a walk, but then Sonny Rayo, the freshman, hits into a double play. And Aiden Sweat, his first career homer. Now, he was an everyday starter at shortstop and a good hitter last year, but this was his first home run coming off of Jack Siebert. And the Bulls lose it by the score of 2-1. to one. Incidentally, their team ERA is 2-7-6 through eight games. That will hunt on the arm farm. Men's tennis was 2-5. and five. Make it 5-5. Five and five. We said they've been losing a lot of tight matches. Now they're winning those matches after taking 2-3 of three in Tempe, Arizona. They come back home and beat South Alabama 4-0. Again, kind of misleading final score. Number one doubles was dominated by Rydvik Palapalli and Bruno Oliveira 6-1. But the Bulls lost at number two and then... Alvin Todorica and Sergio Gomez Montesa win at the three spots, 6-4. Both of them won in singles, and it was kind of needed because all the matches were tight, but the Bulls turned in wins in straight sets to finish it at 4 nothing. First in the books was Antonio Muniz, 7-5-6-4 at the two spot, then Gomez Montesa at the three spot, 7-5-6-2. And Todorica playing in the four spot went to a third set but won 6-3. The other three matches, and again, Todorica clinched it in a third setter, so that could have gone either way. Number one singles had just split their first two sets, Chase Ferguson winning his first, dropping his second. Bruno Oliveira had just lost a second set tiebreaker to force a third. And Tom Pisani at six had just lost his second set. So South Alabama was making a comeback and Tidorica with a huge win. Bulls wouldn't mind playing again this weekend, but they have to wait until next Thursday against Middle Tennessee. That's going to do it for Bulls Beat. Thanks for checking it out. I'm Derek Sharp.